TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome back to Eye on the Community. I'm Vicki Pepper. The lasting effects of Route 91 continue to haunt survivors, and the Riverside County DA's office is partnering with Given Hour to share resources with victims with a couple of very special events this week. Here to tell us more is Shane Meserve, Program Manager for Given Hour, and Molly Mauer, Project Coordinator for Route 91 Heels. Thank you for joining me. Thank you so much, Vicki. We really appreciate the opportunity. We're excited to be here. Shane, start by telling us what is Given Hour. Given Hour is a national nonprofit. It was started by a clinician in the Washington, D.C. area who was doing work with survivors of 9-11. And in that process, with all the trauma and all the impacts of that particular traumatic event, she realized how much support there was for survivors of traumatic events. From that, she created a nonprofit called Give an Hour, which was an invitation to licensed clinicians to donate an hour a week of their professional time to help people with their mental health needs. From that original starting of the organization, we are now a national nonprofit. We offer mental health supports for various communities across the country, including we have a, a division for veterans, we have another division for healthcare workers. And then in the state of California, we've done a lot of work around trauma survivors on natural disasters. So from the fires and from other things in like in Ventura County, where we had, we've had several fires over the last five years. And then we started working with the borderline community after the borderline event occurred. And yeah, so in the state of California, we're doing mainly trauma survivor activities for resiliency and recovery. What kind of services do you offer? We offer various things such as support groups, such as opportunities for people to volunteer with other survivors in the community. And then the Route 91 Heals Project specifically, we're doing a peer support project, which I think Molly's going to talk about in a little bit. And we've done, obviously, we in the last couple of years, we haven't been able to be physically together because of COVID, but you know, mostly it's all been virtual. Speaking of COVID, I feel like that is a whole separate traumatic event absolutely. that I'm sure you've been helping people with. Absolutely. Yes, we're absolutely doing, right now we're doing a project with, for instance, the Ojai Unified School District, which is in Ventura County around mental health with students and with teachers, absolutely related to COVID. Yes. Now, Molly, you became involved with Given Hour because you had received services from this organization. Tell us your story. I was attending the Route 91 Festival, and I survived that. And then a little over a year later, I was at the borderline shooting as well. And after the borderline shooting is when I realized there was a need that I needed support, and I needed to talk to other people that experienced a similar event. It wasn't 
good enough for me to just process it by myself. Luckily, Given Hour was offering in-person support groups at the time, and I was able to come together with a decently small group. So we were all able to share our stories and kind of heal together and utilize each other. And it helped a lot to sit in a room with other people that understood what I was feeling and didn't have judgment or I didn't feel shame or anything like that. And I could express those guilty feelings and have people nod in agreement. And we kind of used each other to heal together. It is notable to me that you were at both events, both horrific events. I'm curious, did you seek help after Route 91 or what was it after Borderline that made you go, okay, I can't do this on my own? I unfortunately did not seek help after Route 91. I kind of went with the out of sight, out of mind. It was in Las Vegas and I live in Southern California. So I was hoping to avoid all of those things. And for me, I was just, I had a baby right pretty quickly after the shooting. So for me, I was really focused on that. And I felt like I was so lucky to survive that I really didn't, it wasn't. Like maybe you didn't process everything? Yeah, I think I didn't really give myself time to like grieve my experience and acknowledge my experience there. And I went straight into being a parent and that's a whole other world. So that took up a lot of my time. And after Borderline, it got to the point where I was like, I'm not going to be okay to parent my daughter and I need to focus on my mental health and myself. And luckily, my family and the community around me really rallied together to focus on my mental health. And that became the forefront for me. What lasting effects have you seen on the survivors of Route 91 and Borderline? I think some of the main common denominators that I hear is a lot of us have similar triggers, fireworks, or not everybody loves to be in big crowds. I know a lot of us, we were all at a concert together. I know that that's something that we all enjoy doing, and that was really hard to get back into. I know a lot of people would go to Vegas for other events and just trips and things like that, and it was hard to go back to Vegas, even not in a concert context, and just leaving all of the chaos there and to go back in a different it's you're just like not the same person anymore. And I think that was really hard to just everybody process what their new normal is going to be and finding out what that new normal is with all of these added triggers. What is your role with Route 91 Heels? I'm the project coordinator for the Route 91 Heels project and I co-facilitate a peer support program that I think has been extremely beneficial for survivors moving forward. It's just survivors talking to other survivors about their experience that night and their healing journey moving forward and offering some support with somebody who understands what you are going through. And sometimes sometimes the triggers are heavier than others and some days are heavier than other days. And it's really nice to have somebody to talk to that isn't judgmental and understands that it's very much up and down and it's not really ever consistent. Just by the nature of my job, I talk to so many different survivors who are all on different paths to healing. And some of them are ready to say, you know what, this happened and it's always going to be part of my life, but I don't want it to define my life. There's a couple of listeners that we have who I think they must have had a very unique experience at Route 91 because one of them is a police officer and she's a nurse. And they have decided this year that they are going to take back the date and they are going to get married on October 1st. Awesome. <laughs> I, cry, I tear up <laughs> thinking about that. Yeah. But then there's also other people who are still so affected by this that the idea of going to another concert or being in a crowd, the post-traumatic stress is still very real for them. Do you see that kind of 
variation in levels of healing? Yeah, I think that's what's interesting with our program is we have a lot of different dynamics of people and different levels of their healing journey. And that's what's great about the reciprocal peer support aspect is everyone's at different levels, tiers of their healing journey. Not that anyone's better than anybody else. It's just perspectives have changed over the years. And it's really cool to see the help and support between the people who have that understanding of I'm going to take this day back. I'm so much more than that night. There's all these other accomplishments that I have and I want to highlight on those more than just being the one that survived. You know, I'm I was there and I got out and I absolutely understand being stuck in that traumatic experience and it's really hard to push through that and I really think the difference between those two perspectives is having that mutual support with other Mm -hmm. survivors I really think it takes the survivors helping you move forward is it fair to compare where you are in your journey to where someone else is in their journey we discourage people from comparing their journeys just because we all have different supports in our lives we all have different privileges we all have different places that we're coming from and so trauma you can't really compare one person's trauma to another person's trauma so we really discourage people from doing that because your trauma is real even if you feel it was much less quote-unquote than somebody else's it's interesting too vicky that the Rena one heals project started in september of 2020 so that was a almost three years past the actual event oh. and so the feedback we got from some survivors was well where where have you been before this you know So our project is really focused on that long-term survival and that long-term resilience of survivors. We're a collaboration between the CalVCB, which is the California Victims Compensation Board at the state level. We also, we work with the DA's office in Ventura County. And then Given Hour is actually the subcontractor for the money to be able to provide these services. Mm. Um, And so what we have found is that what we really appreciate is that there's long-term resiliency issues for folks. You know, you have very different needs right after the event. Immediately after the event, you have certain needs. And then these long-term you know, efforts are what makes a big difference for people, I think. And this peer support project has just has been one of our most successful projects in the year and a half that we've been offering services. Tell us about the SoCal Route 91 road trip events that you have planned for this week. We're so excited to actually be in person with people. As I said, we've, we've done, you know, 99% of our projects have been virtual in the past year and a half. So we're really excited. We're going to be in Rancho Cucamonga on Tuesday night. And in here in Riverside on Wednesday night, we have several different things planned. We have survivor stories coming to talk about their stories of resilience. We also have the Vegas Strong Resiliency Center, who is such a big part of our project and a big partner for us. They're going to be coming to talk about the One October Committee, which is the group of people putting together the permanent memorial in Las Vegas. I believe they're to the point where they're starting to accept artist rendering of what the memorial is actually going to look like. And also talk about, you know, where the funding's going to come from and some other details around that permanent memorial. So we're really excited to introduce them to the Southern California community. And then we're also just going to talk about our project to hopefully some new folks that have not experienced us yet. And we have some funding available for this coming year of the fifth year remembrance of of Route 91. We have some funding available for folks to be able to visit Vegas if they would like to, but they don't have the funding to do so. So we're excited to talk about that. And then just to talk about peer support, 
we have a couple of survivor speakers who are peer supporters who are going to come and talk about their experience with that project as well. So we're really excited to invite all of you uh, survivors to come to the event and meet up with the, and the other pieces, we want to give time and space for survivors just to talk to one another, which is the most important part of our project is connecting those survivors to one another and family members as well. We absolutely want you as a family member of someone who was lost at Route 91 to come and meet with one another as well, because that's where the magic is, is connecting people to one another. When and where are these events taking place? So Tuesday night, we're going to be in Rancho Cucamonga at the Cucamonga Central Park facility in the Etiwanda Room. And it's going to be from 6 to 7.30 p.m. And then Wednesday night, we're going to be in Riverside at the DA's office. And that's also from 6 to 7.30. And is there any sort of pre-registration required or can people just show up? We encourage you to RSVP to let us know how many people we can expect. And that's available on our website or on our Facebook page. Or if you email us at route91heels at givenhour.org, we'll be happy to connect you with that link. And if someone can't attend one of these events, but still feels like they would benefit from the services you offer, how can they reach out to you? Absolutely. Please do. We would love to talk with you about your needs around your healing journey. Again, we have a Facebook page for the Route 91 Heals Project. We also have our website, which is givenhour.org backslash route 91 and or email. I just mentioned our email a second ago. You could email us and get connected that way as well. What message would you send to someone who has survived Route 91 or a similar tragic event? I think for me, my biggest message that when I talk to survivors, the biggest message I want to get out is that you're so much more than the event that took place. The trauma is so heavy. It's hard to get past that and get past all of the triggers that come along with it. The healing journey is hard. It's a treacherous run, but it's so worth it to get to the other end and to be able to help other survivors and get to that healing point that you realize that you're more than just a survivor. You're all these other things. I think that's my biggest message to get across. And I would say don't suffer alone. Don't isolate yourself. There is a very large community of people who wants to connect with you, who wants to support you and who wants to be there for you and you for them. Your perspective as a survivor is a really unique one, and we want to add you to our group and add you to the circle because you don't have to suffer alone. There are lots of people out there to help. I've been speaking with Shane Meserve, Program Manager for Given Hour California, and Molly Maurer, Project Coordinator for Route 91 Heels, about their road trip events coming to Rancho Cucamonga and Riverside this week. You can get more information on our websites as well as your website, which is giveanhour.org backslash route 91. Thank you so much for talking with us today. And thank you for helping us all on our journey of healing. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 